0: Welcome to the next episode of Rise to Liberty podcast. If you could take a few minutes to like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, and review the show, it helps out immensely. Now, before we hop into the show, I would like to direct you to a new, very good friend of mine. His name's Thomas Queter. He is running for District 52 um, for State Senate in the state of New York. He is a very principled man, and I have enjoyed talking to him every minute that I get. He is looking for donations. Running for office is not cheap. So if you could hop on over to tomfor52.com, 5 com, leave a donation. That would help him out immensely to be able to bring the people of his district a fighting chance in the state of New York. He and I and everyone else that supports him would very much appreciate that. That's tomfor52.com, 52com Okay, so I am going to be doing a little bit of restructuring for the show. I initially started out with wanting to do a deep dive once a week. And after getting a couple of episodes under my belt, I have realized that I don't want the quality of the content to suffer. So what I'm going to be doing from here on out is I'm still releasing new episodes every week, but I'm only going to be doing deep dives once a month so I have the time to prepare and give you the highest quality content possible. So in between the deep dives, there will be the rant, And there will be interviews, which I will be starting shortly. So, now that that's all out of the way, let's get into today's episode. First, I would like to say that I am joined by my lovely co-host, Shaylee Withers. Hi. She wanted to join me for this episode?
1: Sure did.
0: Well, actually, I just tricked her into it, but... Oh, well. That's okay. So, we are going to be discussing... The Federal Reserve. Ugh. This is something that I am going to be doing a deep dive on, but it irritates me so much that I just, I have to say something about it. Money is such a big issue, it really makes the world go round.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's so much inflation, the money supply is up, and it just really bothers me. Uh, it really should bother you as well. Definitely. So the first thing I'm going to do is be playing an excerpt out of this amazing video I found absolutely, well, let's see. I found it about several years ago, but it keeps popping up and it will be posted in the show notes and um, on my Telegram channel, which I highly recommend you get on Telegram and subscribe. I post information there that I can't post anywhere else due to being kicked off any social that I would post it on. That wonderful censorship, which will mm. also be an upcoming episode. So without further ado, here is this excerpt. The
2: IRS and the Fed's inflation work together, pile. They aren't just taxing gain, they are taxing their inflation. You are no richer than you were in 1955. Now does that sound fair or American to you? Yeah, but I mean, who doesn't hate taxes? I hate the IRS anyway. The higher they make the inflation, the more your money they take. It's thievery. You're not paying taxes on any more. You are paying taxes on the same, and now you have less. They take our property away right in front of our eyes, just like Thomas Jefferson said they would. (laughs) What's that? Oh, found us. Quick, my sword. What sword? We do your banking machine. I'll condemn you to die, damn it. Die. Pile. not Yankee on my nine. I'll take him at his knees. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic, and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. What's happening? Where am I? I believe perhaps you understand now, pal but you are afraid. JFK, Hartman, what does this have to do with my house and my dog? Oh, okay, that's enough. I, I wanna go home now. This is the last president to stand up to the Fed. You must see. On June 4, 1963, President Kennedy signed Executive Order 11110. This executive order empowered the U.S. Treasury to issue real money without the Fed. It would have worked. Kennedy's plan to dismantle the Federal Reserve machine had begun. six months later, John F. Kennedy went to Dallas and never returned. No way! No way they could do that! The new president... Lyndon Johnson threw out Kennedy's order. and Since JFK, no president has dared confront the secret powers behind the Federal Reserve. They consolidate bigger and bigger banks, print more and more money accountable to no one, decimating our nation's wealth for the benefit of a few. Why? Why do this? If they hurt us, it hurts the global bankers too. No, Pyle, they are protected. They are too big to fail but I'm not those
0: sons of bitches Mm, sons of bitches all wow too big to fail now I don't know if anyone remembers I'm sure if you're listening to this you probably do but the housing crash in 2008 towards the end of that we actually bailed out these banks with our money and the excuse for it was because they were too big to fail now let's back this up just a little bit the Federal Reserve most people don't realize the Federal Reserve is not a federal bank it is not part of our federal government
1: nope and it never
0: has been do you ever know that? I did. Well, it's pretty interesting. The name is quite deceptive, in my opinion. Very. And what's really interesting about it is that the treasure treasury is actually supposed to issue the wealth of our nation. Mm. But there was supposedly a meeting in... 1910. Um, Jekyll Island. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: G. Edward Griffin actually wrote a book about this. So have several others. The Creature from Jekyll Island. Um, it was actually one of my biggest red pills uh, when I was much younger. I highly recommend the book. Um, I actually will be posting that to my Telegram group as well. It's a PDF copy, but I do highly recommend buying it, and having it in your library. Now, the people who met on Jekyll Island were the top tycoons of the time, J.P. Morgan, J.D. Rockefeller, and several others. Supposedly, there was a conspiracy to form a bank in secrecy with the name, or with federal in the name to be able to trick the American public. There is actually a very powerful quote from a very old banking family. Uh, The quote is from Nathan Rothschild. Now, I'm not going down the rabbit hole of the Rothschild conspiracies. That might happen in a future episode, but for the sake of this episode, it It is just a quote, so don't worry about that. The quote from Nathan Rothschild goes as follows. I care not what puppet is placed upon the throne of England to rule the empire on which the sun never sets. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British Empire, and I control the British money supply. So the idea is that whoever controls the wealth of a nation is actually more in control than anyone who makes laws, mm. which is pretty impressive, pretty crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: So Thomas Jefferson himself, when uh, at the formation of our country, was actually highly concerned of a centralized bank. He defeated it. And I believe you saw earlier uh we were watching a video about his uh Thomas Jefferson's uh who was it his uh vice president at the time Aaron Burr mm-hmm. actually shot um Madison those two didn't get along Madison was in favor of a centralized bank I assume probably because he was in the pockets of the bank, but Aaron Burr wasn't a fan of it either. So, at least at the time during the duel when Madison got shot and died because of the duel, we have defeated the bank for a certain point, and then... Andrew Jackson, when he got into office, they tried to institute a bank, and it was actually successful for about 20 years. 20, yeah, about 20 years. Now, Andrew Jackson, with all of his faults, um, he actually defeated this bank as well. So what's interesting about that is at the fall of the First America Bank, I believe is what it was called, Correct me if I'm wrong, but after that, that's one of the things that started off the War of 1812. We thwarted the British control over our money. At the time, the British was controlled by the Rothschild Banking uh, Syndicate, that's basically what I would call it, and... So defeating that bank actually upset England quite a bit, and like I said, was one of a couple of different reasons that started the War of 1812. So from America's founding, our founding fathers knew the danger of a centralized bank, especially one that controlled the wealth, which is why they set up the U.S. Treasury in the first place. So after the meeting on Jekyll Island in 1910 the plan was pretty much cemented in place but they needed somebody to execute their plan well, they had in their pockets a sitting U.S. president probably the worst ooh, I don't know, the worst one of, I would say, top five worst presidents ever in American history oh, by far Woodrow Wilson-hmm. I say that name, and libertarians just get pissed <sighs> every single time.: what A bring- terrible man <laughs> Pretty sure he wasn't all there anyways. No. Uh, supposedly his wife did a lot of penning of documents on his behalf.
1: Oh, I wouldn't doubt it.
0: but on Christmas Eve, 1913, under the cover of Night, while everybody else was at home. Woodrow Wilson signed the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and the 16th Amendment into law. Because of that, that sold all future American generations into debt slavery. And it allowed the formation of the IRS to collect income tax. Mm -hmm. And I know how much everyone loves income tax.
1: Oh, it's so nice.
0: I could definitely use a couple. Well, it's about fifteen grand about what they take from me each year. I could definitely use that. Yeah, about fifteen 20. to twenty. Yeah, they
1: take twenty from me.
0: Oh, it's so great.
1: Oh it's so awesome. Thanks.
0: Taxation is theft. Thank you. Like I said, I will be deep diving into this. I want to give a a lot better history of the formation, the signing of the Federal Reserve Act, uh, the process in which the Federal Reserve works, and why it affects us today. Kind of just wanted to bitch about it today. So I'm—I assume a lot of people listening to this probably already know how it works, uh, or at least have a basic understanding. But just in case you don't, I do have another quick clip that explains in decent detail uh... without going overboard exactly how it works
3: let's say the united states needs money instead of issuing their own united states notes backed by their own credit they issue treasury bonds they then sell these bonds to the federal reserve which buys them with money they created out of thin air the money that the fed created then goes to the u.s. The US then pays interest on the money that the Fed lent to the Treasury. So to clarify, the Fed creates money from nothing, loans that money to the US, and then charges interest on that money. What this means is that there is never and will never be enough money in circulation or in existence to pay back that debt. We as a country, as well as private citizens, are forever enslaved by debt with no way of ever paying it off. Now when the Federal Reserve buys bonds on Wall Street, the major financial firms that have been selected as dealers deposit the proceeds at their own banks. Fed rules require banks to keep 10% of their deposits in reserves, but the bank is free to issue loans equal to the remaining 90%. Let's say the Federal Reserve buys a $1,000 bond. After putting away 10% into their reserves, they are then able to loan out 90% or $900. Since the original $1,000 is still on deposit, the $900 in loan proceeds is more new money. Money created out of nothing. A total of $1,900 of new money is now available in the economy. Now the person that took the $900 loan spends that money. The payee then deposits the $900 into their bank account, and once again reserves and deposits increase. This process goes on and on until that original $1,000 bond, which was created from nothing, becomes $10,000, making this one full-fledged debt machine while also devaluing the dollar. The more money that is out in the economy, the more the value decreases. There's no wonder that since the implementation of the Federal Reserve in 1913, the dollar has lost over 95% of its value. The U.S. dollar will eventually be destroyed due to an overwhelming financial crisis and a globalist-run monetary authority will come along to save the debt. And much like the Fed pretends that its goal is to prevent another Great Depression, the global currency will pledge to prevent another financial crisis, thus putting more power into the hands of a few and enslaving humanity that much more.
0: So they basically sell debt. To the American people. The government will buy money. Or what they call money. From the Federal Reserve. Who then sets a interest rate. Which means we have to pay that money back at some point, And whatever money they take from the Federal Reserve. We have to pay back more than that. Unfortunately. The interest rates and the amount of money plus the ability to print the money out of thin air makes it so we will never be able to pay that money back. And this entire system has been running this way since 1913, when the Federal Reserve Act was signed into law. At this current time of recording, the NationalDebtClock.org is reporting the U.S. National Debt at $28,648,398,000,000. Good God. That works out currently to be $85,962 in debt per citizen. Now, debt per tax-paying citizen, because not all people pay taxes. Nope. Everyone who does pay taxes... Your portion of that debt is $227,474. Geez. Now, I believe I saw somewhere just last week that the... That Congress... I don't know who passed that. Whoever the hell is passing spending bills nowadays, it's so hard to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Congress. They just passed um, the uh, infrastructure bill, which is a trillion dollars plus. Um, there was a, another spending bill that got passed that was $3.6 trillion. No way. And this is on top of the already $6 trillion that Biden has added in the first six months of his presidency. So, and I'm going to link to this in the episode description, but if you look at the money supply, um, the M1 was discontinued, but the M2 is still active. However, if you look at either chart, you can see the spike in supply of Money out in the economy. Now, the more money that is out in the economy, the less each bill is worth. So, what that actually means as you look around, you can see prices going up food prices, gas prices. But the thing is, prices aren't actually going up. The value of the dollar is actually going down. Yeah. yeah worth a lot less so the more money they print and they're not showing any signs of stopping or slowing the more money they print the less money you actually have inflation it's a hidden tax and personally i view it as theft yep they're stealing the value of our money and, I mean, what we get given it actually isn't even money in the first place.
1: Nope.
0: Which I will take this time to uh, recommend anybody to buy as many hard assets or digital assets as humanly possible. I recommend diversifying and purchasing gold and or silver bullion. There's also uh, gold backs. Gold Goldbacks are a pretty cool thing.
1: They're absolutely amazing.
0: Um, There's several places that you can purchase them from. Uh, I recommend uh, Money Metals Exchange. They have a really great website, really easy to use. However, it is a hard asset that you can actually hold in your hand for yourself. I know know a lot of people have issues with bullion, but at this point, anything that you can hold that's not the U.S. dollar Which brings me to my next point, which is crypto. Cryptocurrency, it's incredibly new. It's incredibly complicated to understand. However, if anyone is ever curious, get a hold of me through my website. There is a contact page. And if you would like to know where to begin, what resources, or if you know a little bit and would like to know more, please just get a hold of me. I will either be able to show you where to go or I can help you directly. The point is is if you look at any of these graphs, if you watch the national debt clock, there if if you even just have even a pea-sized brain in between your ears, anybody can tell that this system is unsustainable. This cannot last. And it seems to be that the the banksters you know, get it mm-hmm. gangster, gangster okay <laughs> the banksters they seem to be kicking the fall of the dollar down the road just like a empty tin can, and eventually they won't be able to kick that anymore, and it seems as though it's coming sooner and sooner, especially if we keep heading the way that we're heading now. I don't care what side of the political aisle you are on. I don't care whether you are in favor of modern monetary policy. However, this spending is out of control. Very. And it's not getting any, any better. I don't want to be caught in this fall with my hands tied behind my back. Nope. Which is why I would recommend alternatives to the dollar. That also includes being prepared. Being yes. prepared with food, water, medical supplies. I mean, like I said, you can just look at, look at modern society, look at how things are going, and none of it looks good. But hey, here's the thing. If I'm wrong about this, you've got a bunch of extra food and water on hand, and you didn't need it. You got some silver. You can end up liquidating that. You got some crypto. I'd still hold on to that. Still going to be worth something. So, what do you think about all this?
1: I think that it's a great idea. Because we are in a downfall. Very fast, like a snowball. And you're not going to be able to catch it. Because it's just going by so fast. And... When you're at the store, grab something that you're already buying. Like, if you're buying tuna, for example, buy another can and just put it in the back of your shelf. And just simply forgetting about it. And it will save you in the long run.
0: Yeah. Instead of buying one or two cans that you normally would, buy an extra one or two and just uh, stock up a little bit. Like I said, worst case scenario got a little bit of extra food on hand that you don't have to worry about for later Exactly well and I think this uh COVID-19 pandemic kind of shows us like what happens if you lose your job you know um what if you are deemed not necessary which is to mm-hmm. me one of the most insulting things that this government could have done and Absolutely who- who gave them the power to deem who is necessary and who is not necessary? That's absurd that we allow that to happen. However, if you end up losing your job and you need to supplement your grocery bills, well, you're going to be happy that you bought those couple of extra cans while you could. I mean, might not be much, but it could save you a, a week's worth of groceries. So, I'm not saying go out and go buy a bunker, Although at this point, maybe you should. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm not a doomsday prepper. No. You know, there there's people that take that just way too far. Um, but it really is a, a good idea to have some alternatives and some backups on hand.
1: Absolutely.
0: And even just look at toilet paper. The, the toilet How papers.
1: Fast it went. Yeah, that was kind of scary.
0: Yeah it it went like mad. And there was absolutely no reason for it. Nope. However, it's it's a good idea just to have a little bit on hand.
1: A little bit goes a long way, guys. You'll never know until it's too late.
0: It's true. Luckily, because of uh, the mindset I had, I was fine throughout the whole toilet paper shortage. Me too. Although, at the time, I was working at um, U.S. Foods and... They sell paper products for restaurants and everything. Mm -hmm. And toilet paper was moving so quick, they actually limited it um, to customers.
1: One per customer, guys.
0: And it was pretty interesting. You can only imagine some restaurants having just one box of toilet paper. Now, as an employee, I was actually able to purchase food and other products from them. Um, I was actually able to purchase them for cost. Kind of wish I still had that, but whatever. Um, But at the time, they also limited the toilet paper to one box per employee. And they only allowed us to buy the cheapest of toilet paper. Mm. Those massive uh, sandpaper type toilet paper rolls.
1: And I bet your butt did not appreciate it.
0: I actually only ever had to use it once. Oh. Yeah, but my my current job definitely uh, buys that stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, I thought about bringing my own toilet paper because of... I'm um, Yeah. Anyways, so a little bit back to the Federal Reserve. Now, like I said, uh, the creature from Jekyll Island from G. Edward Griffin that... That book specifically was such a massive red pill for me. But even before that, even without reading that book, just understanding that our money, our Federal Reserve notes, is not money. Knowing that it's all debt was just a massive red pill. And that alone made me start thinking what I should do to be able to secure my financial future. Now, because of the way that the system is set up, I'm not advocating necessarily to 100% opt out. It would be wonderful if we could, but it's fairly unlikely. I mean, how else would you expect to buy a house or a car or anything else without using the traditional banking system? Now there is a belief system, uh, agorism, or I can't remember how else I've heard it pronounced, but it's it is actually the belief of creating other uh, other trade from outside the traditional market system, the traditional banking system. Part of this has to do with crypto. Um, part of it doesn't, um, barter and trade is a big deal.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, also exchanging bullion or, you know, other goods and services, uh, skills, if you could offer skills to somebody. So I do recommend to a certain point being more independent and being able to reach out to people that might do a trade for you. Or might take a alternative form of payment definitely be on the lookout for that especially as uh, more of these uh, authoritarian crackdowns come down now I don't really care if you are in favor or not of these vaccines if you got one that's fine if you didn't get one that's fine Yep. It's your choice. Absolutely. The issue I have with it personally is being forced.
1: Yeah. That should never have been a thing.
0: So being told by the government that I need to do something obviously is a big issue. I obviously have authority issues. I have for a long time. <laughs> but this this is a whole different ball game. And regardless of how you feel about this whole Rona, this, this is government overstepping its bounds. And whether you are vaccinated or not, just the idea that you can segregate a, an entire uh, group of people within inside the United States... Now, right now, across the world, it's actually, you know, restaurants and bars, so that's not mandatory to go to. However, that's not that far of a step away from grocery stores. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: At what point do we say enough is enough? So, are unvaccinated people not welcome at grocery stores? Are they unable to buy groceries for their family just because they chose For themselves to not take a medical treatment Mm is is that not terrifying to you i mean i i know it is to you oh yeah it's it's terrifying to me so even beyond that though it is definitely definitely a good idea to have alternative forms of currency and other options having backup options with the ever printing money machine, Mm -hmm. printing machine, go Mm burr. Then I just don't see how this system that we have set up can sustain itself for much longer. And it, it might even be a few years, but the value of the dollar will continue to drop, which means each, one of your dollars will continue to be worth less and less. And I, I, there's some, some country, um, Latin American country.
1: El Salvador?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. Um, maybe it was Cuba or Venezuela, some socialist country mm-hmm. or communist country. They, Saw it in the news briefly that somebody um one of these countries were actually going to be cutting two or three zeros off of their denominations. Mm. So a
1: No, thank you. If
0: if you took that concept to our money, that's basically like turning a hundred dollar bill into a one dollar bill. So Gosh. it's that? At at that point it's hyperinflation yes so i mean in venezuela right now i think i showed you those pictures they yes. uh in venezuela their money is worth so, so such a small amount that they have to weigh, weigh their money yeah they're they take bundles of bills and weigh it on a scale now we are not at hyperinflation However, that doesn't mean that we can't be, and once again, look at the money supply, look at the inflation rate so far, and it doesn't seem like we're not heading in that direction. It's happened before. The Weimar Republic in Germany was uh, a big issue. It's happening currently in several countries all over the world, and it can happen here. Mhm. Thanks, Federal Reserve.
1: Yeah, thank you. You're so nice. Now go away.
0: Hashtag and the Fed. Hashtag audit the Fed. Hashtag Federal Reserve notes aren't money. Anyways, I think we're going to end up wrapping this up here. Like I said, I will end up doing a deep dive episode uh, on the Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve Act, the function, the form, drop names, dates, all kinds of stuff. But I would like to provide the highest quality content possible. So it will be coming out. Look for it probably towards the end of the month. Got some uh, uh, pretty busy schedule this month, but it will be coming. So make sure and keep an eye out on that. But definitely had to talk about this. It's kind of a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I know some people in these circles that I run in that you run in are Mm -hmm. definitely uh, talking about it it's a very common common thing that all of us talk about but I wanted to put my uh, my two cents cents in and this isn't going to be the last either nope I bitch about the Fed at least several times a week so yeah that's pretty much that before we get out of here I would like to remind you to go help out my friend Thomas Queter Queen. Make sure and go to his website, tom452.com. That 52com O M F O R 52.com. It
2: feels like somebody wants to sell me something!
0: No, 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 no. Not trying to sell you anything. Except for maybe trying to sell you on Liberty. You know, the people in his district could really use his help, you know, and he's really the man for the job. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, even if you can't hop over to his, uh, his website, make sure and spread his message around. Make sure we can get it to somebody who can donate.
1: Share the word.
0: He's a great guy, and hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show here soon. He mm-hmm. said he was interested, and so try to be setting that up this week for an interview let you guys find a little find out a little, a little bit more about him and uh what he's trying to do for his district yeah. and one last time that's dot com. tomfor 5 Yeah. also don't forget to rate and review the show that really helps us out a lot
1: yeah more than you would know
0: can't remember all the the platforms that you can rate and review we really need to make a list of that yes so we can say that in this segment anyways like share follow subscribe uh let anyone know that you think would like this show spread it around uh don't forget to you know hop on our socials instagram twitter telegram telegram's going to be more important more informative uh instagram's definitely a bunch of uh bunch of memes funny stuff so uh yeah until next time stay free my friends
1: yeah